It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. All right, all right. This is the Wednesday, July 4th. Of de- well, it seems no, like it's no. July 4th yeah, anyway. Yeah. Damn, man. Yeah. It's t- turn- you know, my, my wife complains, it's too rainy, it's too rainy, it's too wet, too wet. We have a beautiful day. It's too hot. It's too hot. You can't, you just can't satisfy you can't, me. No, you can't satisfy Mother Nature ruled, and she tells everybody else just deal with it. You, you make lemonade, it's too sweet. You make another glass, it's not yeah, sweet yeah, enough. Yeah. You just, you know, Some people. And what do you say, Ricky? Yes, dear, I'll fix it again. Yes, yes, dear. Yeah, no problem. B- basically, Whatever yes. Whatever <laughs> makes you happy, I'm happy. Yep. There we go. So we have got Recording a lot in of. progress. We've got a. Siri, I didn't ask you anything. We've got a lot of sports and a lot of ground to cover today, and we've got Leland Barclay down the River Valley. Of course, I'm Chip Susan. I'm joined by Rick Fires. Henry Apple is down in Russellville today. Rick, I bet it's probably a few degrees hotter down there. I bet it is down there. He's down in Russellville today covering the meat of Champs track meet down there. And uh, we asked Henry if he wanted to go down there and cover that for the for statewide edition and us, and it took him about a nanosecond to say, yes, I want to go. He gets a chance to see Isaiah Satania one more time. Yeah, he 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 loves the sport, and nobody covers it as well as he does. And that's down there his home territory. It is. So. It is. It is. So look, we're going to talk, Ricky. We're going to start right now, Leland. We're going to start with the state track meet, mainly the six eight track meet. And as I mentioned before, it was all about the Fayetteville Purple Dogs, girls and boys, and Isaiah Satania. You know, I talked to him. I don't know before about three months ago. Man, are you going to go to Arkansas? Are you going to uh, graduate early? He said, nope, no, sir. He said, I've got unfinished business. And go. that uh, he won or tied all four events, the long jump, the, the hurdles. Uh, oh, he tied in the 100-yard 100, yeah. dash. So he's doing what he set out to do, just a tremendous athlete. And, uh, and not just him, but like you said, the boys and girls all swept. A lot of people contribute, but definitely uh, the the future Arkansas wide receiver was the headliner in the track meet. He was, and of course, I know if you had a chance to read the games, the story that Eric Taylor wrote for the Democrat Gazette uh, that day in last Saturday's edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, he talks about Satania breaking Basil Shabazz, his long jump. Now, I think it's Basile Shabazz. Basile? When I was down at Pine Bluff, I, I called him Basile, and he didn't correct me. Well, and he he didn't smack good of. He yeah. didn't smack me. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You don't want to get hit by no. him. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right, Basile Shabazz. Basile Shabazz. There you go. Uh, a, a record set in 1991 in the long jump of 24 feet three, and on his first attempt, Satania went 24 eight. Uh, not just to break the record, Ricky, but I mean, if you if you beat the record by five inches, Leland, that's considered in the long jump. You shattered, shattered. the record. Yes. Yeah, you shattered the record. Uh, so uh, there's there's two things two things that kind of stand out. You know, first of all, when I had heard and I knew that Rick had talked to him and, and he said that about coming back, he had unfinished business, and I thought, well, you know, that's nice that he wants to come back and you know finish on a good note in track and stuff. But wow, I, I had no idea that this is what he was talking about. Yeah. And I think this shows this is a perfect example. I think of a first of all a very talented athlete who's also very driven. Yeah, he, you're yeah. right, Leland. You and, not and, and, then, and, then of, and then, of course, the second thing is there are not very many athletes that get their name put in the same sentence as, as Basile Shabazz. So, wow. you know, wow, what a, what a way to finish for him. Well, I think, you know, last year he was hurt, Rick. He, he was hurt all During year long. During the spring. He, yeah. Well, he never really got over that football injury. Yeah. Um, he had an ankle injury in the last or next to last, I believe the last regular season game. 
last last football, not 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 fall twenty twenty one, but fall twenty twenty. Yes. Uh, the the crazy COVID, you yeah. know, all that season, and he just never got over it. He just never was able to get over that injury. Um, going into the spring track season, and he didn't get to he didn't get to hardly participate at all in track. And I think maybe had that not happened, and he would have participated in track like he got to this year, fully healthy. I think he probably would have gone on and enrolled early at Arkansas or whatever. Well, but well, that's good. You know, I don't know. I think he's more of a track guy than a football game, uh, a football player. His dad's a track I, coach. I think, I, I think he – I mean, his dad's a track coach. His mother was a track athlete at yeah. LSU. I think that might be his first love, but he's so good in football as well. Yeah. Uh, but, now there's a priority for him, and uh, my God, he, uh, he, lived he made it. it. He lived up to it. So Fayetteville Bulldogs, Fayetteville Lady Bulldogs sweep the 6A state track meet. The girls, well, pretty close. Fayetteville over Bentonville uh, on the boys' side. Uh, Fayetteville even closer, 148-141 over Bentonville. Um, so that wrapped up the, the, the state track meets. Of course, I'm, as I mentioned before, Henry Apple is down today in the meet of champions uh, down in Russellville today covering that. And then in a couple of weeks, uh, we'll have the state heptathlon decathlon here in Fayetteville. That's also a, a very, very good meet and uh, one where you see these very well-rounded athletes. Uh, and I'm, I'm going back to the young lady from Pea Ridge, Wynn, mm -hmm. uh, was such a, a great, great, great heptathlete. Um, you see those athletes that, that are very well-rounded, that, that, that are good in multiple, multiple events. Sports. You know, yep. Multiple sports. Multiple events. Um, and so that'll be great again, and then that will wrap up the track season. So let's move on uh, from that. To, gonna, I'm going to turn the mic pretty much over to Leland. He went down last Saturday down to the Hot Springs area to cover the state powerlifting meet. We've talked about this from time to time, and Leland, how we would love to see the AAA adopt this as a sanctioned meet. Um, what we love about powerlifting, or what I love about it, is uh, you can be 110 pounds and, and be a state champion in powerlifting, lifting uh, in your weight class, or be you know a bigger person and do the same thing. And uh, it gives more kids an opportunity to excel. Plus, it's a lifetime. It's a lifetime sport. You can, you know, you can lift for a lifetime. I think Leland can now bench press about maybe 85 pounds. See, so it's a lifetime sport for him. Uh, so, so there you go. So, Leland, talk a little bit about the state powerlifting meet. Well, as as you guys know, it's one of my you know favorite events to cover. Uh, it's just, um, you know, it's just I I, I love it um, because for for a couple of things. It kind of relates, of course, to all the other sports. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that it's um, it's it's a wide, um, you know, the schools from all over the state come to it. And you're right. I would love to see it adopted as an official uh, sanctioned event. And I, I think that now that it's at Lake Hamilton, they've really embraced it. And I think they're going to push for it. And I've talked to Lance Taylor about it in the past, and he said, that really two things somebody needs to push it to be adopted the second thing is they just they need to get a few more schools involved uh, and I think with it being at Lake Hamilton that will happen they've had it outdoors on their football stadium the last two years and they line all 10 stations up they have five uh, bench press stations going and five power clean uh, stations going for five of the 10 weight classes and then they flip it uh, for the others. Gotcha. So the entire stadium can watch, can sit in one spot and watch everything that's going on. And they're real good about keeping the athletes on the field behind uh, the stations. 
Okay. So it's really a very fan friendly event. Uh, I mean, they, they, they get everything done. It's, it's over. I was back on the road in three and a half hours from when I got there, from when it started. That's fantastic. And that was after the trophy presentations. Yeah, that was after the trophy presentations. And, uh, it's a, it's a well-oiled machine. You know, I talked about a couple of weeks ago, the, uh, the class or last week, I guess the class 5A state track meet that coach uh, Rod Ray and, and Hayes Limley run at Van Buren. And, you know, they've been doing that for combined 50 years Ooh, and, and they yeah. know how to run a track meet. I would say, well, they have, they have at Lake Hamilton, they have got these guys. Um, they've got it, a lot of community support and, uh, and it, uh, it runs very smoothly. We had a lot of uh, athletes from our area, of course, that go down and uh, and participate in it. And it's one of those things that they don't decide to do it just a couple of weeks beforehand and go down and compete. It takes a long time, a lot of preparation. And uh, probably the biggest surprise was uh, probably, uh, you know, Bo Williams from Shiloh Christian winning his weight class. 182 to 198. That's a big gap too, Lena. That's, that's you know, that's a 16, 17 pound gap. At least I think it's I think it's a pretty wide gap, but but uh, he's a kid that obviously yeah, has spent a little time in the weight room. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because every year when I pull up to this event, I will see an athlete or two out running or running the bleachers. Really? Uh, because they have to, uh, you know, they show oh, up and maybe mate, they're two weight pounds. They're, they're a couple oh, yeah. of pounds. <laughs> yes, Ricky, and, you uh, couldn't eat those and, three. And sure sticker enough, bars one of the there. ones that. Uh, and sure enough, what this year one of the uh, athletes for Benton, uh, because they only bring ten, they bring one for each weight class. Okay. And one of Benton's lighter guys weighed in at one thirty four, and he had to go lose two pounds to get to his one thirty two weight class because he was the only one that was going to compete in that uh, weight <laughs> class. And of course, Benton set a a meet record with their total weight. Right. And Coach Harris, Brad Harris, there really. Uh, you know, attributed all of that or, or that the fact that they could set that record to a couple of the lighter guys who were 20 pounds over their personal records. Wow. Which, of course, enab enabled them to, uh, you know, accumulate the, the heaviest. It's kind of like. Um, ever for a team in the event. Yeah. So it's a, and like you said, the lighter guys, the lighter guys have just as big an impact uh, as the big guys, yes. as far as contributing to the team, Leland. What about girls? Are there, have there been any girls participating uh, in in the uh, in the meet? <laughs> well, uh, funny you ask that. Uh, Batesville Southside. I was talking to uh, you know Coach Derek Smith, who was at Cedarville for one year, and of course he was over at uh, Blytheville for a couple of years, and now he's the uh, strength and conditioning guy at Batesville Southside. And I was talking to him. And one of their guys, one of their smaller guys, didn't show up. Okay. So their athletic trainer, a girl, went and lifted in that spot just to keep them from getting a zero. Okay, okay. And, uh, of course, you know, she didn't win, but she did very well and uh, and kept them from getting a zero in that weight class. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that was <laughs> – so it, it can happen. And, and, in fact, I've even heard that there's, uh, you know, an effort to get it going in the they need to have that going for the girls. I, I've mentioned this before, uh, Leland. I've got some friends in Texas. These are these are people that I covered back in high school, back you know, just not long after dinosaurs died off, Ricky, when huh. I when I was there. Uh, but anyway, they had their state powerlifting meet um, has is you know girls and boys, and um, I've seen a lot of a lot of social media 
uh, posts from people you know that I know from back there whose daughters are going to lift you know state powerlifting meet and things like that. Um, in fact, one of my relatives, a girl, uh, her name is Candace Dennis. She went and played softball at Mississippi State. She oh. was a champion powerlifter um, in her class um, in Texas, and and uh, she's now one of those CrossFit. Uh, big-time CrossFit uh, competitors and, and wanting to compete nationally in national CrossFit. Um, so, like I'd said before, weightlifting is a, is a lifetime. It's a lifetime thing, um, and uh, I really would like to see that continue to get to grow in this state and, and be available for the girls uh, just as well as it is for the boys. Yeah, that's a, a healthy lifestyle right there. You get involved in that. Like you say, it's a lifetime. I've seen that, that CrossFit – on TV, I've, I've watched some guys and girls do it, and that's just amazing. It is amazing. How they can do all that. It is amazing. So, thanks to Leland, he went down I there. I think once yep. it becomes a sanctioned, I, th I think once it becomes a sanctioned event, I think you'll see the, the girls get good. on board with that. Good, good, good. Now, Leland, you had mentioned Bo Williams, of course, from Shallow Christian. He was also uh, a big contributor to their football team uh, last year, and he will be again this year. I believe he's a uh, rising junior, I believe that is correct. Is that right, Leland? Maybe, maybe a rising senior, but but uh, anyway, he will be back next year. So uh, look for big things from him on the football field. Uh, he plays some running back too uh, there at mm -hmm. Shallow Christian, and and uh, uh, you know, and a lot linebacker. And uh, uh, Leland, you had a chance to talk to him. What was kind of what was his reaction after winning his his class? Well, he was just, of course, overjoyed, and uh, he, he said he was a little bit surprised, especially on the bench press, because it's not something that he really focuses on. Of course, it's the, the combined two lifts, and each uh, lifter gets three shots. Okay. And, and once a lifter cannot get, like on the second try, if he can't get that, um, then he can't go up on the next one. Now, he can try that again okay. for his third lift. Okay. Um, so it's, it's, a uh, and of course they get time to warm up, but it's, it's funny, like on some of the heavyweight guys, they won't even do a warm up, up until some of the guys are halfway yeah. through because what they do, they don't just change out the plates for everybody. Yeah. They'll go up to a certain weight. Everybody who wants to lift that can lift it or can, can warm up and then they just go up from there. Gotcha. And, uh, it's, um, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, like I said, a very, very, very well organized uh, event that I think probably just about anybody would enjoy uh, watching. And and the thing that I that I thought that that stood out to me this year was Greenland's quarterback was there and lifted and finished I think second in his weight class. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Max Meredith, and then Brandon Scott, quarterback for Charleston, he finished third in his weight there class. So we've got some strong quarterbacks as well. This isn't just for the big beefy linemen. There you go. There yeah, you I go. saw. I watched Max. Uh, Meredith win the uh, shot put over there at the 3A uh, state meet over there at Lincoln. And, uh, you know, you, you expect the big 300-pound guys. But, no, here's a, you know, just a powerful arm, powerful built Con a young country man. Strong, strong, Co country Ricky. strong. Country strong. Yeah, yeah. bailing that hay or, or, yeah. or chasing yeah. chickens or something. Yeah. Well, um, Leland, I've covered a couple of powerlifting meets back in the day. I hadn't, you know, haven't covered one in, in many years, but back in the day. But I remember back then – um, when they the, the, the guys and would do the, uh, the maybe the bench press or whatever, they would uh, wear these compression shirts. Um, it, it took like two people to get the shirts on these kids. That's how yeah. and tight they were. Do they still do that, or is that is that a thing? No, that is that is uh, not allowed. Okay. Out of these, and, and they have different um, 
oh gosh, I guess I guess we kind of call those spring shirts, and and those are the ones for the most part. Those are outlawed in most competitive gotcha. uh, weightlifting events. Okay. I know they I know they allow them at the Senior Olympics, yeah, uh, in Arkansas, but for the most part, they're outlawed. And I've had I've talked to guys about those, and sometimes they almost have to pull the weight down because they're such a help. Yeah, they will. About the only thing that's allowed at the state, uh, the the high school weightlifting championships, is they can uh, put a um, put a wrap on the wrist okay. to help that. Of course, they wear weight belts. Uh, that's 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 about all that's. Yeah, I'm sure they wear. And they weight can belts. wear weight belts, yeah, especially for... on especially on the power clean, because the power clean is really. Um, it's a tough, it's, a, it's something that's pretty tough to master. It's yeah. a, uh, it's a, it's a skilled event. Yeah, you know, technique. everybody can bench press. Yeah. Um, and like Oklahoma's weight or their weightlifting, they actually have three events and it takes all day. They do three, three different lifts. Uh, Arkansas, of course, does the bench press and the power clean and every state's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good deal. Well, Leland, thanks for going down there and covering that for us. Of course, that was, uh, last Saturday. Um, down in the Hot Springs area, down at Percy, Piercy, Percy, um, at Lake Hamilton, and uh, just such a great event. We're going to skip over now. We have state tournament action starts tomorrow. And the Yellow Dog buses are all over the they're place. Loaded, they're loaded. They're yep. filled up, and uh, I hate to even think of how much it costs to fill those up. But anyway, they're loaded up and filled up. Um, so we will start, Ricky, with track. I'm sorry, with soccer, okay. which was your specialty uh, this season, and uh, the state soccer. Uh, for 6A will be played at Cabot, and the different classifications playing at different places. But uh, Ricky, the 6A uh, will get started tomorrow, and uh, talk about that a little bit. It looks like uh, Springdale, the defending, two-time defending state champions, uh, did not get the number one seed this year in the 6A West, and they will play at noon tomorrow against North Little Rock. Now the uh, girls 6A is at Conway, and the boys 6A is going to be at Cabot. Gotcha. Uh, you know, Bentonville, let's start to go. Bentonville girls, they're the number one seed. They won the uh, uh, conference championship. They've only lost one game all year. Uh, I think they've had two draws. But they did lose their uh, last finale to uh, rival Bentonville West, 3-0. There you go. And, you know, they'd already clinched the conference championship, maybe take it a little easy, uh, bring in some other people. But, man, uh, you can't take anything from Bentonville West. Remember, they made it to the championship That's right. uh, last year before falling to uh, to Fayetteville. And they so, were the number two seed in the 6A yeah, West. Yes. West. Yeah. So that that's a highly competitive in that. And, you know, and I think some of the better teams are up here in northwest Arkansas, of course. Well, and, Ricky, you look at this, you look at this in the Cabot girls, and they're, they're thinking, you know, you, you get in, and, and then you look over, and you're like, well, crap, that's Fayetteville we're playing. That, that, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's Fayetteville. <laughs> the three seed. The three seed, yeah. yes. So, yeah. And even Rogers. Rogers' uh, uh, girls are a really solid bunch. So that's going to be really interesting to watch that. Now on the boys' side, like, like we said, uh, Springdale, two-time defending state champion. Uh, didn't win kind of favorable boys won that one. Yep, and Bentonville but, too, right? Yeah, and Bentonville's right up there. So uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not good at pre, pre, trying to predict this right here. Either one of those three top three teams in either league could win to come home with. Uh, it's not a trophy anymore. I guess it's a plaque. So And don't uh, forget Fort Smith Northside. I mean, Northside, yeah, yeah. 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 By the way, you know, if you hadn't been online or got, got to our paper day, 
uh, Harold McAvain has an excellent story in our paper day. Uh, Cesar Perez, yes. uh, he switched numbers. His father died tragically in a, um, in a car wreck, and he went and got uh, his dad's favorite number wearing that. Yep. Uh, Northside is always a threat. They've won two titles, Ricky. They've won uh, two titles. Uh, yep. yeah. They're 10-2-2. Two two. Uh, he's got uh, 28 goals, so uh, Northside is always very good there. On the girls' side, I had a story this morning. My little buddy Kayla Hurley, Miss Hattrick. She's she's I'm, Mid, yeah, Mrs. Hattrick. Miss Hattrick. Hattrick. Yep. You know, I just go started watching her. She may be the littlest girl on the field most of the time. She's five foot nothing, but man, she's got the them feet flying and that ponytail uh, flying in the air, and she's just uh, nonstop. Uh, she made all state all conference as a freshman. And then she follows that up with the sophomore year, 22 goals, 11 assists. There you go. So she is the leader of that, but only a sophomore, leader of that uh, Bentonville team. But they got several good players. Ben, uh, Bentonville West, Tiana Jones yep. is a strong player. So I, I just love the soccer. I, I'm not an expert in soccer. I mean, but I've, I've been watching a lot, learning a little bit more. And instead of saying 0 0, not not, halftime. Hey, it's nil-nil. I've nil. learned that. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, so uh, really good, especially in the 6A, going to come up with some really good action there. Leland, you, uh, I know you know a little bit about Van Buren's soccer. Uh, what's, uh, what, what's, what are they looking like uh, in their state tournament, which will be played at uh, El Dorado? Well, um, the girls, of course, have had a very good uh, season. I'm not sure the status of Pedro Rodriguez, who is one of the top players in the state, a, a senior loss. for the Van Buren yeah. Pointers. Yeah, big loss. Um, obvious, obviously, if he's, yeah, if he's out, that would be a, a huge loss. In fact, that probably um, would mean that they're not the favorite to repeat as state champions uh, in the boys' side. I'm not sure who the favorite will be on the boys' side, but I'll, you always have to be leery and always be cognizant. Solemn Springs. Lurking there a little bit, you know, always. and they're always a threat to win it. Uh, Solomon Springs, one of the best soccer programs, both boys and girls at any level uh, in the state, historically in the past 10 years or so. Another team I'm looking at is uh, uh, I've been talking to Shiloh Christian, and uh, they've really come on it. they got a very young team, but uh, they're going to be in the Class uh, 4A state uh, tournament at uh, – I think it's at Joe T. Joe T. Robinson, You're and correct. Yep. I'd really be interested in see how far they go. They will play at five o'clock tomorrow against Win Shallow yes. Christian Girls. At five o'clock against Win, uh, we also have Prairie Grove in that tournament. Harrison is in the tournament, um, so some good teams from this area uh, up up in the uh, in the four A girls state tournament. On the boys side, also uh, at Joe T. Robinson. Uh, you will have from this area playing, you got Clarksville playing, uh, Harrison and Farmington all uh, from this area up playing in that in the 4A state tournament. So lots and lots of good soccer going on. Uh, we'll recap that. The girls, uh, the, sorry, the 6A girls are at Conway, Conway, boys at Cabot, Yep. 5A at El Dorado, 4A is at Joe T. Robinson, and 3A is being hosted at Harrison by Bergman hosting the 3A mm -hmm. soccer. Uh, so now let's move over to softball, where there was a, a, a location change uh, for the 6A state softball. It was originally scheduled for Fayetteville, uh, but it got switched to Rogers and Rogers Heritage. That will start tomorrow. Should be a great, great tournament. Of course, Bentonville is the 37-time defending state champion. 
Or maybe four. Maybe, yeah. Maybe four. And the reason it changed because Fable's building a new uh, field house yes. and everything. On the south end, all there is is a big hole there and a bunch of construction workers trying to get that uh, new field house, uh, equipment room, coach's office. It's going to be tremendous, but it's not going to be ready for at least a year yeah. or two. Well, um, so they will be uh, – Rogers and Heritage are hosting uh, tomorrow – uh, the games at Rogers on Thursday, uh, it starts off at, uh, at, at noon uh, with North Little Rock against Harbor, and then you got Bentonville West against Little Rock Central. Over at Rogers Heritage tomorrow, you got Heritage against Fort Smith Northside and Conway against Fort Smith Southside tomorrow at Heritage. So it should be good. Bentonville, of course, the number one seed from the 6A West. They drew a first-round bye. They will play at noon on Friday against the winner of the North Little Rock Springdale Harbor game and Rogers, the number two seed from the 6A West. They will get the winner of the Conway-Fort Smith Southside game at 2.30 on their home field on Friday. So lots and lots of good softball over there. Uh, Bryant will be a strong team uh, coming out of the 6A Central. Um, Cabot is the number two seed from the 6A Central, and they are going to be a team to watch. So should be some really good softball at the 6A level. Leland is going down to the 5A level, and Leland, we can sum up the 5A girls in one word, Benton. <laughs> well, no, before, and I know everybody I've talked to, and I mean everybody across the board that I've talked to the last two months has said Benton is, I guess, probably or maybe close to unbeatable, and they have been unbeatable for the last 60 games, I guess. They've got a 60-game winning That's streak correct. going. Uh, but they barely beat Bryant earlier this week. They played an on-conference game, um, uh, you know, a Saline County, you know, big uh, big ball game between those two. And I think it went into extra innings, and Benton did beat Bryant. So it tells you how good Bryant is. Yeah. But before we hand Benton the championship, let's just think back a couple of months and how good we knew that the Conway Wampus Cats girls basketball team was and they did not win the championship. And I think they were probably right. maybe considered on the same level as maybe this Benton softball team. So let's don't hand them the trophy yeah, yet. Got to finish. Obvi obviously, they are the favorite. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, who's going to come out of the other side? That's a really good question. Uh, I, I, you know, I, you know I, who knows? But uh, certainly they are a favorite. Yeah. Um, I've seen them play. Uh, I saw them play Bentonville. Uh, Bentonville this season is 21-3. and three. All three losses to Benton. All three losses All to Benton. Three losses oh. to Benton. Uh, the first one was uh, somewhat of an aberration. Bentonville made four errors in that game. It's not really uh, how they play. That's, no. yeah, that's That's not really how they play. The other two games were closer. Uh, it'll be a good game, Benton and Bryant, if they were to play each other. I'd like them. You know, that should be a good game if, if that materializes in 6A. Uh, but Benton is, uh, I would have to put them, uh, it's the best team maybe I've ever seen, uh, high school level. They are ranked in the top 20 nationally. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're very, very good. I uh, love the way that they're coached. They're very aggressive. They're girls. Uh, Leland, if you, when you get a chance to see them, their girls get up in the very front corner of the box and crowd the plate and dare that pitcher to throw anything in there. And if they do, they whack it. They whack it. Uh, so Ping. very good team. Yep. Uh, in 4A, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, I, I, I don't know who the favorite would be. You know, Farmington has a new coach in Jason Shiree. They finished second in the region 4A North Regional uh, and uh, to Harrison. 
so Harrison will be a team to be reckoned with. That uh, apparently they're getting hot at the right time. I think they're 19 and eight. Uh, that that state tournament will be, will be played in Nashville, uh, and so should be some good teams there. Uh, we have Farmington, uh, uh, Harrison, uh, Gravit are all all in that tournament, and uh, should be some good softball there in Nashville. Now moving down to 3A, Leland, I went to the region 3A region one championship game over at Greenland on Monday uh, in anticipation of seeing two dynamic pitchers um, and a maybe a two-to-one game, Ricky. Didn't happen. <laughs> what was it? 13 to 11. Yep. You know, with those two pitchers, yeah, that's exactly. I did you know, put any money on that. Three to two, two to one, yep. one nothing. I thought yep. this, this game will be over with in 15 minutes. Uh, so, it you know. Probably two hours and 15 two minutes. Two hours and 15 minutes. It may be even a little longer. Um, both pitchers, uh, they were they were uh, aggressive, and both teams' hitters were aggressive, and they were putting bats on the balls, and uh, the wind was kind of blowing out a little bit. But what I thought was the the uh, the story of the tournament, and what I led with in my game story was uh, Boonville, uh, which came in with one loss uh, in practice. Uh, Leland, you're a big softball player, so you'll you'll understand this. Uh, in practice last week, they broke several of their bats. Now, Ricky, these are not bats that they go down to Walmart and buy for forty nine dollars. Okay, yeah. these are uh, these are very very expensive bats, and they broke three of them, not, broke them in half. Oh wow, broke That's them in rarity. half. Now, the last time I had a bat broken in half, it was hit over my head, and I deserved it. Oh, but, but uh, there you go. Uh, but anyway, they the coach went out. Ronnie Denton went out into the community and said, "We need to raise some money uh, to they buy responded. some bats." The community responded. They raised about sixteen hundred dollars, and that's what three bats cost them. Oh my goodness! There you I go. Had no idea. Yeah, yeah. So that's how expensive softball bats are. They uh, went went out and got them. Yeah, uh, they've, aluminum bats have been high dollar for quite some yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. They went out, got them, uh, got them in the cages, got them, you know, work, broke them in a little bit. And Ricky coming into that tournament, they had hit five home runs all season long. They are, they are not a home run hitting team. They hit six alone in, in this tournament. And I might add, Greenland softball field is larger than regulation by a good bit. Uh, regulation's 200 feet yeah, all the way around. Yeah. Theirs is more like 220. Oh. Yeah, so 20 more feet with a high fence. So Boonville wasn't, you know, they weren't, you know, just hitting yeah, cheap shots. Yeah, these bats out. that they make now um, – yeah, they're they're composite, you know, composite material. They're uh, they're very high dollar. And, and you talk, and you talk about have you know breaking in the bats. That's really what they have to do is yeah. they get out and they break these in. Yeah. Um, I've got a buddy of mine who goes down to a camp in Florida every year, that uh, where all the bat manufacturers they they bring these bats out and they let these guys use them, and it is. Um, Man, you talk about the bats being hot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yes, they have to break the bats in. Um, and, and, obviously, they bought three pretty good ones. They did. So, Joe Lee Tate, uh, in the game the other day, there were uh, two home runs hit. Joe Lee Tate hit a two-run shot for Boonville, and our girl Brinkley Morton hit yes. hit one, uh, hit, hit crushed one uh, as well. Uh, a couple other balls, you know, would have been home runs on a normal size field. They hit middle of the fence or top of the fence or bottom of the fence. Uh, that would have been you know would have been home runs um, on on a you know a conventional 200 foot fence, so they were swinging it. So 13 to 11, Boonville wins that one. 13 to 11, they were up seven to one at one point. Uh, Lincoln came storming back, took a nine to seven lead, um, and then Boonville uh, Boonville 
finally, you know, tacked on enough runs where they could, you know, held on and, and to win it 13 to 11. So uh, those are teams. Well, that and, make- you know, Rick, Rick has in every Tuesday's uh, paper, you know, he picks the players of the week. Yes. Week. And I love watching because uh, he does such a great job on that. He's extremely fair. He calls around and, and gets advice from people. And in the uh, in the first two games of that regional, Lexi Franklin struck out 22 batters in 10 innings yeah. in a couple of mercy rules, well, in run that, rule games. In that game, Leland, her first three times at bat were RBI tri- two-run triples the first two times and, an RB- and a single RBI triple the third time. <laughs> so our pitching wasn't quite as sharp that day but she made up for it with the bat yeah. with one of the new bats so uh, that'll be a good one uh 3a will be great uh, from what i understand arkansas baptist the defending state champion is going to be the team to beat um, in 3a but i know that boonville and lincoln and hackett uh and any of those teams from this area will you know they, they're not going to ricky you know what they're not they ain't scared they ain't scared no nope. they're not they're not they'll go down there and they'll play hard and uh that that state tournament uh, there will be played over in Harrison. Uh, there, they'll be over there, and so should be some great softball there. Now let's move to baseball. Uh, Springdale and Springdale Harbor uh, will be hosting the 6A state baseball. That will start tomorrow. That tournament will be split evenly between the two schools. On Thursday, the games at Springdale High will be Bryant against Rogers Heritage at noon and Fort Smith Southside against Fort Smith Northside. At 2.30. Right off the bat. There you go. go. They're changing it from the Battle of Rogers Avenue to the Battle of Pleasant Run or whatever that road is uh, (laughs) there uh, right by Springdale High. Uh, Pleasant and and, uh, Huntsville is what it is. Okay. Uh, Yeah, right on the corner. Uh, So that one will be a good one. And then over at Harbor, you got Bentonville against North Little Rock at noon and Cabot against Bentonville West at 2.30. Uh, Leland, I think they finally decided the playoff seedings in the 6A West about 10 minutes ago. They finally got that all decided. It was uh, went down to the... It, uh, I think everybody had to get their calculator out. They did. They did. It was uh, crazy. Uh, but Bentonville, uh, they had to take care of business, uh, and they did. Uh, took care of business and, and won. They beat, uh, I believe, I think it was Bentonville West uh, to lock down the final seed uh, from the 6A West. And, uh, and so they finally got that all decided. Uh, Rogers, of course, the defending state champions um, in 6A. They got a bye. They will take on the winner of Bryant versus Heritage. Uh, and if it's Heritage, that will be should be another really, really good game because they've played two already really good games, so that would be a good one. Uh, Conway, uh, Conway got a first-round bye. North Little Rock Catholic, the winner of the 6A Central, got a first-round bye. And Springdale Harbor, the number two seed, got a first-round bye. And so those teams will be awaiting uh, to see who they will play on Friday. So that will be some good 6A baseball. Now, Leland, you're going down to, uh, down to uh, the Majestic Park in Hot Springs uh, to cover the 5A where Van Buren is back to defend its state championship. All of the uh, softball games in 5A is being played at Majestic Park. The baseball, half of it's being played at Majestic Park, and then half of it is being played at Hot Springs Lakeside, Lakeside yeah. which is the officially – the whole school and you know anytime we look at the baseball you know the softball is so different even though it's you know it's played on a diamond it's so different because of the pitching yes and in the in the 6a that you guys that you were talking about um of course you know it, there's so much uh, a team that gets a bye has a huge advantage because they can rest that ace yes uh that then that team that doesn't get a bye has to decide if they want to pitch their ace in that first game or saving for the second game so there's so much of that. So it not only comes down to really 
who the ace is and how a coach decides to, you know, set up his rotation, but also who's deep. And I think that's where teams like Bentonville West, which is very deep, Springdale Harbor, which is very deep, mm -hmm. they can make those runs. Yeah. Uh, because on the central side, we don't know much about the central because we just don't see it much on this side, except I can tell you from, you know, north side and south side split during the regular season. Right. And north side finished sixth in that conference. That tells you and they're a pretty they good they're a yeah. pretty good baseball team, so that tells me that I that the central I think is pretty good. Yeah, um, it may not be as top heavy, and it may not be as pitching heavy, but I think the central teams, um, you know, well, it'll be interesting to see how they stack up against the West because we know the West is deep. Yeah, especially pitching wise, so we'll see how the central matches up. In the 5A, uh, of course, Van Buren's the top seed. Uh, they finished just ahead of Greenbrier, which is very good, and they have that ace that's going to Arkansas. Yep. Well, the east is the one that's the really interesting one. You know, this year, I think they thought they were going to win this championship last year before they ran into Connor Johnson and Van Buren. And he shut them down. So they've kind of been on a revenge tour. Yeah, they've kind of been on a revenge tour this year, but they're the second seed, so they're on the same side of the bracket as Van Buren. Marion's actually the top seed out of the East because of their head-to-head. -head. They split against Jonesboro, but they won that doubleheader, or they won that tiebreaker, so they're actually the top seed. The third seed from the East is Batesville, which has an ace that's going to Arkansas, too, that's, that's very good. And just last week, Marion and Batesville played to a two-to-one game and uh, Wood, the, the pitcher that's going to Arkansas, uh, you know, I think he struck out 14 in that Ooh. game, and that's the third seed on the other side of the bracket. So it's uh, it's going to be a real interesting, I think, 6A and yeah. 5A, especially uh, state tournaments. Yeah, and th this is the area I think baseball is the hardest to predict. You're going to have more upset because everybody's got one good pitcher. Yeah. Almost everybody, I don't care if you're class 6A down to 3A, somebody's got an ace that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah and they have a chance to win that game. Yeah. Uh, so moving down to 4A, which will be also will be played at Nashville, just like the softball will be, uh, Shallow Christian, Farmington, and Harrison um, from the 4A North Regional uh, will be teams to watch there. Uh, uh, Huntsville also, Huntsville was the winner of the regional tournament, uh, which was played uh, up, up in this area. And so they got the win there. That, that uh, Actually, the regional was played at Morrillton. Uh, they got the win there in a high-scoring game against Harrison. So Huntsville's the number one seed um, out of the 4A North. So Huntsville, Harrison, Farmington, and Shiloh Christian from this area in the 4A state tournament, which again will be played at Nashville. Shallow Christian will play Thursday morning at 10 a.m. against Fountain Lake. Farmington follows right after that at 12.30 against Valley View. Harrison will play the late game that day at 5.30 um, against Star City. And again, Huntsville, the winner of the 4A North Regional, got a bye, and they will play at 3 o'clock on Friday uh, against the Monticello Joe T. Robinson game. Again, that will be at 3 o'clock on Friday. Moving down to Class 3A. Leland, I had a chance to – I didn't get a chance to see them, but I heard the radio broadcast of the Paris versus Elkins game, and Paris seems to be a team that was a little bit under the radar for a while, but since about the middle to the end of March, they have been on a tear, and they are rolling into the state tournament. They are another team that we talk about is very deep, um, and they have a deep pitching staff. Now, of course, Duke Walker gets most of the uh, 
you know, the publicity for them. And, and you know, he is very good. I think he made two outs in three games at the plate mm-hmm. in the in the regional. Plus, yeah. he had a three-hit I don't remember now if it was a shutout or if they or if he gave up one run, but he's very good on the mound. But they also are very deep uh, pitching. So Paris, uh, I, I think uh, they're they're certainly a team to watch in Class Three A. They are. They uh, they will they will be there uh, taking on Rosebud at three o'clock on Thursday uh, in Harrison Boonville. Uh, I believe they were the three seed. I think. Um, from the regional up here, they'll be taking on Harding Academy at 10 o'clock on Thursday. And then Elkins, uh, the number two seed, will take on Pangburn at 1230 uh, on, on uh, Thursday. So be some good, some good games there in Harrison for the Class 3A. So that pretty much wraps it up for baseball, just some, some, te- some good teams, some good games. Uh, should have good weather. Uh, yes. It's looking good weather for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then that will set everything up, Ricky. Uh, first round games Thursday, second round games Friday, semifinals on Saturday. The winners of the semifinals will all move on to the next week at Benton where they will be hosting in their beautiful facility there the state championship baseball games, softball games, and soccer matches in all classifications in Benton the following weekend. You know, just like football playoffs, this is some of our busiest but most fun time of year. And, and you know, all the predictions and everything – you got to earn it. You got to win it. It doesn't matter what seed you are, and uh, and we're just looking forward to a conclusion this year. That's right. That's right. So Leland, that's about it for today's show. You you got anything else you want to add? No, I did go over and talk to uh, Coach Curry at Northside uh, Monday, his first day out on the uh, I guess officially out on the football field with gotcha. the Northside Grizzlies, and. Gotcha. Uh, I'm sure we'll have um, a lot of uh, football news coming up shortly as well. We will. So that wraps up this week's edition of Prep Rally, the podcast. We'll be back next week, and we will recap the state tournaments and take a look at state championship games, which, again, will be in Benton the following week um, in all sports. So for Leland Barclay down in the River Valley, for Rick Fires, I'm Chip Sousa. Thanks for joining us on Prep Rally, the podcast. We'll catch you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.